Hi guys, it's Tasha here. I just had a few disclaimers to give before this episode starts. One, this episode was actually recorded before episode 19, so that's why the issues are a week older. And also, in the light of everything that's going on with Black Lives Matter, things are extremely heavy and disheartening right now. So I hope that you guys are able to use this episode as a form of joy and escapism. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Hi everyone, welcome to a Soulful Storm podcast. I'm your host Tasha Sampa, back with episode 19 and I (laughs) I have two special guests with me. I've got Asela, she's back. Hey! And I have got my friend Stefan with me. Stefan, do you want to tell the good people where they can find you? Yo, hey guys, you can find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore MXDE. Um, and also you could find my very own podcast as well that I'm on called Self Over Sickle. Also on Instagram, we're on Spotify as well and uh, with a few YouTube videos. So that's Self Over Sickle. Good stuff, good stuff. So, guys, we are here. This episode is specifically dedicated to music. Now, I am blessed to have two K-pop fans on on here who are guests. I don't always have it that way. There's two with a second one. Me. (laughs) It's me. No, no, no. no, He's playing. Oh, <laughs> this is why I'm, I'm I'm awake. I promise you, I'm awake. <laughs> Estella, you are the OG. You got here before we did. <laughs> I was. I think I was like, I'm like, it's me. What's the second one? Me. I don't know why, but I got like an image of Elmo from Sesame Street going, "It's me." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness, you guys. You guys are so crazy and we're not even two minutes in yet. (laughs) So the audience already know my story into coming into uh, K-pop. They know as sellers. But Stefan, I would love for you to share with the people how you got into it. Obviously, I'm going to ad lib because (laughs) I may have helped with the process. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, but I would, especially as a guy, because it's not something that we hear every day. So mm. please share with the good folk. Okay, so my story starts way back in college, where you know just trying to find my own group of friends. You know, tr- you know, trying to find identity. What music am I into? And college opens you up to a world of of different things. And I landed with a group of. Um, Koreans, I had a group of Korean friends who were talking about K-pop and K-pop was brand new, never heard of in my life. And they introduced me to 2NE1. Oh, sorry, I said that wrong. 21. 21, yeah. yeah. 21, it. and they introduced me to Big Bang. Mm. And so that's where I started. I was a massive fan of 21. Um, and I used to basically just dwell into their into their um music 
more. And after a while, after I think the group disbanded, I didn't really explore any other groups. I didn't really listen to any other artists. So I fell out of it. Wait, can I ask a question? What year was this? Oh, what year was this? This was back in 2012. Oh, okay. dang. 2012, yeah. that's when it boomed. That's, the, that's when the K-pop like, really boomed that year. That's, now it's yeah. not like in 70... Yeah. <laughs> one of the gold that's one of the golden eras of like second gen k-pop mm. yeah mm-hmm. so oh, yeah i remember I'm... that year <laughs> i remember that year <laughs> <laughs> it, it was so... it was year of so many great music and also a lot of xenophobia happening <laughs> yikes well so stefan you said you didn't really explore after that no i didn't um oh, what no. happened after that i think i just um fell into other things I was more of like an anime fan mm. um so that's what I stuck to that's what I knew and um yeah I just didn't, I didn't explore beyond and I think years went by and now what we came to 2020 mm-hmm. eight years eight years on and I always used to hear Tasha talking about it and I remember that car ride we had where you was playing a lot of K-pop songs and no one could tell that it was K-pop. People just thought it was, you know, ordinary American R&B. And... You know, I forgot about that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you forgot. (laughs) Yeah, I actually... Okay, so, Sala, we were at a friend's birthday and I was in the Mm -hmm. car with uh, Stefan and uh, some other good friends of mine. And they were asking me like, you know, why are you into K-pop? And they were so convinced that, you know, they wouldn't like it. So I was in charge, I was DJing in the car and I was like, okay, I'm gonna show you. And so I played, I know, I remember I definitely played Lay's Honey. I played Mm -hmm. some music from Dean and some music from Crush, but I remember I specifically played songs that were Korean artists but singing in English. And I can't remember, I think it was for DPR Live. Um, Obviously he sometimes sings in Korean, Mm -hmm. but his songs are so vibey, sometimes you don't notice. And I remember in my head, I had a specific agenda, I'm gonna show you. And and lo and behold, (laughs) people in the car were vibing. I was like, you do know, you guys do realize you've been listening to Korean music this entire time. But Stefan, continue. Yeah, so I didn't really think of it anymore um, after then. But then I think we 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 met up again for church, and mm-hmm. I think we were just talking. And I was talking about, yeah, I'm gonna try and get into new hobbies. I finished university now. I'm pretty bored. Mm-hmm. Um, life is just work, work, work. And I was thought, let me actually explore and ask. Tasha, like, why are you into K-pop? Send me some songs. And I knew I used to be beat into it back in the day. So I thought, mm-hmm. it's not brand new and I can get back into it. And Tasha then sent me a bunch of um, songs to listen to. Bruh, I had an agenda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, did, you did way better than I did back then when I tried to get into a friend's in high school. You did way better, Tasha. <laughs> Uh, yeah so um i sent you a whole bunch of songs yeah and there's a bit of back and forth between what i liked what i didn't like you have an agenda of making me a bts fan yeah wait a minute wait a minute i had 
I had such a strong agenda. I was like, this minute. is my chance. Tasha, is this the same person you talked about on Twitter? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. You are famous, dude. You were famous on Twitter. What? Because <laughs> that's what Tasha was oh talking God. about. I, have, I, may, I may have no because you know what with you but you noticed this you actually whatsapp me but with every like milestone that you made into your journey i was on twitter like i have a male friend and he is here and initially when you were like you were like tasha i don't like bts i was heartbroken <laughs> i'm sorry uh, so please please tell them because i sent you a whole bunch of stuff tell us what you liked and what you didn't like initially so I liked Dean. Um, I didn't really realize he was a K-pop artist before, but he's, he's not. He's not. Okay, because um, someone at the gym got me into Dean. Mm. It was another black guy at the gym, and he he was into sort of that kind of style of music. And listen, black people love Dean. Yeah, he's been on colors and everything. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's where I, I found him on on colors, and yeah, because Dean was after... the first Korean artist I got into. Yeah. Mm. And then I didn't realize DPR was um, K-pop, but he's I found them in colors he's, as well. He's he's just Korean. Oh, just Korean. Not, okay, okay. No, he's just he's just, just Korean. Korean. But you he, sent he me Dean. You sent me. You sent me Dean. You sent me DPR. Mm-hmm. Um. So I initially loved those because I had background of those. I had history of those already. And then the mm-hmm. uh, new artists I came across were Mamamoo, EXO. Mm-hmm. I sent you Moon uh, and EXO. I sent you Moon Moonbeer's Eclipse. Yes, because I, I loved uh, Moonbeer's rapping in which song was it? It was a, it was Eclipse. No, it wasn't Eclipse. That you sent it me Eclipse afterwards. No, I sent you Eclipse immediately because you said when you said when I asked you what songs do you want and you said you in terms of girls you wanted someone who was still in the same style of Twenty One. Okay, no, but that was. I can't remember the song, but it was a song before that that, that started oh, that was conversation. It selfish? It I, think was selfish. It, I think it was, yes. Yes. Okay. Um and so I think I, I drifted I, I towards you, Wait. I sent, you X, I sent you X and I sent you BTS as well. Yeah, mm. and you sent me BTS, um Black Swan. Yes. Mm. And I actually liked Black Black Swan and uh, you did not tell video. me that. <laughs> I did because it's in my Spotify playlist. No, but the Spotify playlist came like three came weeks after. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but let me not tell your story. You continue. Um. Okay. Um. I, mean, I think. Ah. I've got. I need to have a, a written reco- um history of what I liked. Um. I mean, I remember. So... I remember getting the. <laughs> So initially, it's so weird enough. Initially, initially wasn't fully on board with Mamamoo. No, you did um, not like them at all because I sent you hip and you were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay, really, I may he... not be a big Mamamoo fan, but hip was a seller, a seller, a seller. Let let him get his story out. Don't rebut. Let him. Let <laughs> Sorry. Let him... Sorry. He was like so... hip. No, but he loved Moonview. I didn't get it. <laughs> 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 um and so i think i think exo was the only group i was fully on board with in the beginning stand them from jump i sent you monster yeah. you were like that's it they're the one yeah. 
I was like, how have I made an XOL? This was not the plan. <laughs> and then um I think I listened I, I kept listening to the song she did send and because it was it was so brand new to me I had to kind of really kind of get into it and watch it and um I think I've well, built an appreciation that's why I specifically tried to send you the music videos as well yeah yeah and then I think I built an appreciation for BTS after, after researching the members after I, I, a month. I, hold yeah. on, hold on. This is where I have to interject. <laughs> no, no, no. I know this is your story, but you know, there's there's things. So you said that you liked you said that you liked Dean, you liked uh DPR Live, you said you, you liked EXO. Mm. I, I remember I sent you quite a few from EXO. I remember sending you the Eve. Um yeah. sent you Monster. I can't remember if I sent you Growl or Lotto, but I sent I you also like... forgot about Jay Park. You sent me Jay Park as well. Oh, um, I was on board with Jay Park. I, I, on board I was with not him. trying to admit that on this podcast because of oh, my feelings. Sorry, yeah. cut that out. <laughs> cut it out. Cut it out. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, no, but Jay, like, here's the thing. I'm not going to take away from Jay Park talent. He has some really, really good songs. I'm not going to take he that does. away from him. Yeah, so I sent you Jay Park. And so when you established um, that you liked Mumbio, you... Um, I sent you that's when I sent you Eclipse mm-hmm. and you were really happy with that because you were like definitely 21 vibes yeah. I, sent you, I sent you Lay's Honey I sent what else did I send? It took you a long time to send me Eric Norm it took about a week to send me Eric Norm and you're still very upset about it to this day because <laughs> meet an Eric Norm stan <laughs> but um yeah, it took me about a week, but I was still trying to send you BTS songs. I sent you Blood, Sweat and Tears. Your agenda I wasn't did... working. I mean, it wouldn't... are you sure? Because has it not worked? After, yeah, yeah, about after oh, a month, after a month. But... <laughs> I sent you He's as well, because you really like her. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, yeah, you especially liked He's and Dean's collaborations, because they have more than one song together. I sent you July, oh, I remember no. that. Yeah, they're really, really good. He's Dean, and when Jay and when Jay Park mixes in with them, it's really, really good. So I sent you them. So you seem to be a fan of EXO and independent artists. Yeah. And but my tell you, my my BTS agenda was still. I was really trying. You were just there, like, nope, nope. I mean, the blood <laughs> and tears video is cool, but no. I, I mean, and Asella knows from Twitter. I had accepted defeat. And I was heartbroken. And then, but I was I was really proud of your journey because you were also sending me back songs. But I remember sending you um, Saran. Saran's one, and I sent you um, his We Don't Talk Together. Because I said, listen, if you're not going to get into BTS through their music, you're going to get into Yoongi when he produces music. And you really <laughs> like those songs. <laughs> And so you're like, fine, I respect Sugar as a producer. But, yeah. but then, one day, you send me the playlist you made. First of all, can I just tell you, for all my listeners to hear, I was so proud of you. Like, <laughs> for you to send, like, I have, it's like, I have made my own K-pop playlist. Would you like to see? I think that day, I may have sat in a corner and cried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, well, tears of joy. Tears of joy. Okay, tears of joy. Okay, okay, okay. Sigh of relief. Sigh of relief. 
yeah. yeah. And the playlist was really good. Do you want to tell like tell us some of the songs you have on there? Um. Oh gosh, let me let me open up my playlist. So I don't get the names wrong. Um. Just give us like the top seven songs. So Black Song was on there when I I'm, sent I'm, it to I'm, you. I'm gonna get into that in a minute. Um. <laughs> so Eclipse is on there, and a lot of EXO. So Trouble, Yaya. Um. Oh yeah. Yaya is ob- yeah, yeah, yeah. an amazing song. Yeah. And then Hit was on there. Shampoo. Uh, and then basically an entire Eric Nam's album. Yeah. <laughs> which one? Which one? Which one? Ah, uh, his latest one. Oh, that one. That's his best work. That's his best work to this day so far. When I tell you this guy was so mad at me when I sent I sent you um I I don't miss you Eric Nam and then you went off on your own tangent got into Eric Nam you like. You, then you started sending me Eric Nam songs, <laughs> and I was so disgusted to find that. Wait a minute, no, I haven't. I, I, I have not listened to enough Eric Nam. I felt <laughs> and chastised. But when you sent me that playlist, and I saw Black Swan on there, and I was like, wait a minute, what is this? What, what is this? You told me that you were not into BTS. What happened? And you were like, yeah, but you know, something's they right. grew on me. They grew on me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we okay. still got him. We still got him. Uh, we, we, we. I think we genuinely got you. Why am I saying yeah. we? No, this is solely my work. I think <laughs> I. <laughs> I think I got you through through Sugar's productions. Yeah, you did. So I was more interested to learn about each member as an individual, since Sugar okay. was doing his own thing. I wanted to know what the others were doing, mm-hmm. and through that, I sort of went down like a YouTube rabbit hole. I think there was one night I couldn't sleep and I thought, all right, let's let's do this. And I watched videos after videos after videos and pretty much getting to know each individual member. And I was like, actually, this this group is, they're they're like, they're doing a lot. The group is doing a lot. So I started appreciating appreciating the music, appreciating like where the songs are coming from and the messages behind the songs um, and just their individualism. Okay, mm. can I ask you a question? What yeah. was the moment when you realised, oh no, I'm a BTS fan? Because trust me, we've all had it. We've all had the, oh no, how did I get here? <laughs> oh, uh, what was my moment? Um, I think my moment was when I ended up on a fan page, right? <laughs> I ended up on a fan page. And I'll start and... from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I got swallowed by this fan page and people were asking me, like, there's a, like, there's a chat feature. People were asking me, like, um, what was what's that phrase? Who's your ultimate bias? Yeah. Who's your ultimate bias? And I was like, who do I like out of these? And then um, I started looking them into them even more. And I was like, oh, snap. I'm conversing with a bunch of people about (laughs) BTS. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yep, yep. I'm I'm officially in this now. There's there's no going back. So, yeah. And and just so the good people know, who is your ultimate bias in BTS? Um, It has to be Sugar. 
Uh, we, we like a, ta- a man with taste. Yeah. We do. Yo, <laughs> uh, when I tell you something, Acelo, when I got this text from him, I can't remember when it was, but I got this text from him and it's a video and he's like, so um i'm watching unhelpful guide to bts and so far i know rm's name and i know sugar's name but i'm trying to figure out the rest of their names when i got that text i'm not exaggerating i almost fell over oh really (laughs) he didn't he didn't tell me so all i knew so far is that he liked black swan but as far as i knew so far he was a he's stan he was a dean stan he was an exo stan like at at this point he's reached the level of standard oh (laughs) had you told me about i don't think you had told me about mamamoo yet no you had yeah, I did because I went down a really yeah. weird rabbit hole you when it came to Mamamoo. Really, like yeah. you, you were watching ship videos of Mamamoo, and, <laughs> yeah. like, and you were like, "Why do people think that Moonbio and Sola love each other?" <laughs> and I was telling him, "Stay, stay away. Do not watch the ship videos. They will steer you down the wrong path." Um, yeah. So, oh yeah, audience, he loves Mamamoo, but. He... <laughs> When you sent me that BTS video, I didn't want, didn't know what to do. But I ended, I think I was celebra- celebrating on Twitter. I was like, I've done it, I have done it. I've <laughs> <You really- were. laughs> and I think I can end Stefan's story when I can say two things. One, when I asked him, would you go with me to a BTS concert, and he was like, yes. And the text I got from you last week saying, <laughs> we need to go to Los Angeles in September. <laughs> wait but Aseli you don't know why he's like he, we need to go to Los Angeles in this September and I was like um, why because I'm thinking to myself it's, COVID is still here and why are we going to Donald Trump land I mean I'd rather <laughs> go when he's out of office I mean I was th- like you don't know this but in my head I was thinking Stefan why and he goes Eric Nan's going on tour I was like there is no other reason we can go <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Because yeah. so, I mean, I've been listening to Eric, Eric Nam's podcast as well weekly now. Oh, it's really good, isn't it? Yeah. It's very good. It's very informative, especially since he has industry knowledge. Yeah. Oh, so you've been listening. Do you listen to when his brothers go on as well? No, I've only been listening to Monday ones. Oh, okay. So far. Yeah. Because he has, um, he has um, one where his brother, Eddie, who's his manager, comes yeah. on as well and they talk because I, I know he talks him... about him quite a lot but i haven't actually heard him um yeah yeah i think mondays mondays are kind of like my, my more free days when it comes to work so mm-hmm. i listen to podcasts and i do my own thing um before my week gets busy dope okay so let's delve right into music so this is in direct correlation with the article I've just written from my blog, A Soulful Storm on WordPress. And I've started this this new thing called Magnificent Seven. And that's where I take seven songs that I'm just listening to. They don't have to be new releases. Some are and some are recent and some just may be old, but we just talk about them and we see what we think. So I would encourage the audience to go to a soulful storm at wordpress.com and actually see what you think about these songs so we're going to start with uh chloe and hallie and their new song do it Ooh, has everyone listened to it yeah yeah, yeah it's a vibe it is a it's, vibe 
it's really good. Like you can really tell based on that music video alone, they have grown so much since their debut EP, not EP. Yeah. EP. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was I'm... EP. They they did have an EP oh, first. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm, I know that I'm the gasped album... from how far they've come from their covers, YouTube covers. Yeah. 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 I mean, considering the fact that they they Beyonce heard them cover Pretty Hurts, and that's how she signed them. Mm. Oh, fun fact! Um, for those of us who have watched Fighting Temptations, do you know that uh, Chloe is the one that plays the basically the little girl version of Beyonce in Fighting Temptation? Oh, seriously? No yeah. No way. Seriously. That's crazy. Like, so in the opening scene, remember when Cuba Gooding Jr. and Beyonce's characters are small, small kids, and he's like, I'm going to marry you. And she's like, what's that? <laughs> yeah, that's Chloe. That was her? Yeah. <gasps> Talk about full circle moments. Right? Boy. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. This just blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. Th- those girls are extremely talented. I love their voices. Mm. Mm. I- and I... They're they're more on the side of like soul R and B alternative. Um, basically, they're not like their mentor Beyonce. Their music is very different, and I like how she encourages them to stay on that path. Mm-hmm. And another thing I was gonna say because I I've been reading. First of all, the video is I think the music video is really good. But something I really like about it is that you can see that they're growing up and they're like fresh in their early 20s and they're kind of delving more into okay we're owning our bodies we're sexy but it's not in an extreme jump like I don't know if you guys remember like when Christina Aguilera went from teen pop to the dirty video yeah I remember (laughs) being a teen I remember being a teenager thinking what am I watching when I saw that there was no transition (laughs) it was just majors like christina has no clothes on Mm. and i just love how we're seeing the transition i'm not sure you see it have you seen have you seen um the show grownish that the 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 two star in yeah uh yeah yeah i watch it um i lost interest in maybe about a season and a half ago but yeah yeah. yes same here but i think there was one particular episode where Essentially, it felt like it felt like they were playing themselves or kind of telling their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, reason I say that is because it, essentially the characters are the same. They're trying to reach um, a, a level of popularity with their fashion and and their look, their brand, and they're trying to build their brand. One and they're sporty. They're still trying to do college. And I think one particular episode was a challenge between. Do they stay wholesome and sort of college-like, or do they go into this extreme version of dressing how the industry wants them to to dress and act how the industry wants them to to act? And they have this sort of moment of what do we do? Because doing X, Y, Z propels us, but they didn't want to lose who they were. And they sort of found that sort of... um, moment of we're going to do this at our pace in our own way so i feel like they were telling their story through that episode and you can mm. see it in the music mm, i didn't think of it like that i remember because i remember that subject matter but it actually spanned over a few episodes because 
I remember it started with they were like, we don't have many likes on Instagram and we're not mm-hmm. sure what the uni thinks of us. And there was like another girl at the uni who's on the basketball team, but she's like basically an IG model. So they started mm. taking pictures like that, but eventually uh, Hallie's character, who's the younger of the sisters, wasn't comfortable with it. So the older sister kept continuing, but she almost lost her boyfriend behind it. And then the dad on the show shut down her Instagram account. So yeah, eventually they did get there, but yeah. it, it was yeah. through some hiccups. I never thought of it that way, Stefan, that you know, they're telling their own story. Yeah. I never thought I, of it. I, I could imagine that they had a probably same troubles in the music trying to find out what their look should be how far should they go and um it's it's a, it's a common problem when mm. it, when when you're trying to sort of entertain or please people and trying to be who you are but not give the audience what they fantasize yeah true okay i see what you mean but i i so far for the do it video i think that they've done it very well yeah, so it, doesn't, it doesn't look um, tacky. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so next song is Kelly Rowland's Coffee. I love I, that song. I have been waiting for Kelly to come and give us something <laughs> good for I don't know how many years. I I know she released um, a song, was it last year, called Kelly, and it didn't really do that well. It didn't get that much traction. I mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't had something like substantial from Curly Rowland since Motivation. I think that came out in like 2013 or 14. Boy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's been years. Yeah. It's been years and it's not like Kelly doesn't have it. I mean, here's the thing. We don't know Kelly Rowland. We don't know what's been going on in her life. But yeah. I have been waiting for Kelly music. And if this song is an indication of the album that's upcoming, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Well, what do you guys think of the song? It's, it, no, it's all there. It's authentic. Like, I didn't get a chance. I listened to the song. I didn't get a chance to watch the music video, but I did. It's just authentic. I feel like we get to feel the authenticity from her that I didn't really get that much since, like, I, I haven't had felt that authenticity since she released Dirty Laundry. And I feel like a lot of people forget about Ooh. how Kelly can reach that vulnerability as well as the empowerment and sharing her story like we talked about earlier about Haley and Chloe it's just you get the authenticity from her and I think visually even just from like the music video you can tell that it reached Mm. that she can reach that it's just Mm. that they're just people who don't really give that a chance because they're really they're more interested in like her song that featured Lil Wayne in it you know it's just like or hey. constantly putting her in Beyonce's shadow. Yeah. yeah. I find it crazy how in sort of today's world where people are trying to change up the style and keep up and be trendy and it's crazy how she's come back and she's the same. Not this, not in the back in a boring way, but what worked for her back then is still working for her now. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, Coffee is a very sexy song, which is very on brand for Kelly. I remember someone tweeting like, oh my goodness, why is Kelly Rowland like singing about sex? Or why is she trying so hard? And when I tell you 
whoever this person was that tweeted that got dragged for like a whole week because so many people <laughs> were in that girl's mentions like um i'm so sorry have you been aware of kelly Rowland's music like kelly's been kelly's been talking about this before beyonce or for anyone else like this is right on brand with who she is she's been here <laughs> like kelly's a grown woman can you please and she's talking about her husband can you please relax wow but in terms of the bitch in in terms of the visuals, I think something that is in right now is really celebrating black women in mm-hmm. videos. I think I think that's something that's quite on trend at the moment. So the fact that she has this aesthetic with these different shaped black women with different hairstyles, she's got like a triangular afro that's very reminiscent of Egypt. Um, all the girls are in Nubian skin. Yes, I know the brand because I'm <laughs> frequently on their website. And yeah, I just think I think the music video is so beautiful. And I agree with you. She doesn't have to change because I'm like she's Kelly Rowland. At the end of the day, you know who she is. Check the credentials. Yeah. Mm. So I'm glad we all agree. Now, um, TXT, the babies of Big Hit, my children. Hey! <laughs> so their comeback was yesterday with the lead single, um, Can't You See Me? What does everyone think? Stefan, go ahead. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. Um, <clears throat> put me in the spot. Um, <laughs> first time hearing TXT when you sent me the their song. Really? I even heard, I think, Eric Nam talk about them, but I didn't really check them out. Um, but he when has, I looked at it, the... he has talk, talk, spoken about them. Yeah, yeah. And I think when you sent me the video, it was it was interesting because I love I just love the colors. It, it was vibrant. It was a lot of soft colors, but the beat was very EDM, sort of fast paced, and it was this contrast that worked between the the chill vibe of the video and how upbeat the song was at the same time mm. um and it looks like they're just having a ton of fun in the video it looks like they're just like having the time of their life not taking themselves too seriously and loved it loved it it was mm. a vibe okay Asela, what about you i i had to watch it like twice because once for like the mute for like reading the lyrics and the second time is watching the music video the visually uh, first thing the first thing that came out of my mouth was like I want their outfits like the black outfits that they they <laughs> the dance in front of the fire and then I, I want my my boy my bias in TXT Yeonjun I want his gloves I want his outfit his black he outfit he is a visual he, he is a visual he's a he I, I just he's my bias for a reason <laughs> but <laughs> it's like I, I still need to get a chance to listen to the album because I heard it's really good and for some it's reason incredible. I heard yeah, I heard that their song internally has like gunshots in it, and they're like, "Oh, it's so cute!" And then all of a sudden, gunshots are like, "Wait, what?" Very, very reminiscent of their Big Brother's BTS. Hey, <laughs> like, yeah. but it was like I just love the concept of it. What What I love about the music video, it's giving me like Red Velvet's rough Russian Roulette vibe. Like it was. We don't. We don't talk about Red Velvet on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> wait, what? What, what did that happen? There is a ban in Red Velvet on this podcast. Really? <laughs> Wait, I did not know that. 
Wendy impersonating black girls? Oh no. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Censored the name. Anyways, um, but there's uh, the song, the Russian <laughs> roulette. So the music okay. video, because it was started, it was like so cute and all cutesy, but actually they want to like attempting to kill each other. Oh, that's the okay. kind of that's the kind of vibe I was looking at. That's how I was feeling, but it was a little bit more darker. Cause like what uh, it's okay. kind of illustrating how like friends like we grew apart like they're slowly like mm. you can't like relate to each other anymore and I feel like it visually painted so well in that whole music video and my only complaint was like why are you wasting food this is sad <laughs> oh, the strawberry fight <laughs> yeah I, know. I was like why are you wasting why <laughs> see I wasn't thinking about I thought I was just thinking who had to clean up this house when y'all were done with the shoot? That that's what my brain kept going to every single time. <laughs> um, yeah, my thoughts loved it. TXT have not made a bad song or bad album since they debuted. I really think that they came out the gate swinging. I'm very happy that despite having a group that is larger than life in terms of BTS, I'm really happy that Big Hit have not dropped the ball with TXT. And honestly, the the vibes in terms of groups are completely different. I somehow I encourage you guys to listen to the album, but TXT have a sound that is almost it seems like it's older than them. But they managed mm. to do it so well. They have this song called um, Fairy of Shampoo. Craziest title I've ever heard. But it's just had, to me, it gave me straight Motown vibes. There's a there's a trumpet section in the middle that was mm. very reminiscent of um, Love Unlimited, which is the group that Barry White's wife was in. When I heard that trumpet section, I was thinking that is a Motown sound to me. I'm not saying mm. that Love Unlimited was signed to Motown, but it's just very reminiscent of that era of Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder, um, who am I like Barry White. That's what I thought of. And their sound, they don't mind experimenting with different sounds like we saw with their last album, but it's just, it's good. I'm just proud of them. They have really, they keep punching above their weight every single time. So I love TXT. But mm. we'll move. Uh, uh, listen, when they when we eventually free and we can go to concerts, those boys, I'm going to see them, no doubt. Okay, they're they're they're, they're on the next. They're around the next on my list once I see BTS. <laughs> Girl, get get out of Portland, please. I beg you. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm I like Oregon. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we've got, this is not a new release, but we've got Six Lack and Quinn with their song Mushroom Chocolate. Mm. Did anyone get a chance to listen to it? I only, I didn't get a chance to listen to it entirely. I only knew it from the, when Lisa from Blackpink did a dance to it. Okay. Same, I haven't, I haven't listened to it myself. But did you guys see Lisa's video? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... I heard that song, became so obsessed with it that I put it into my playlist. I actually only just watched the video today. Mm. Um, whole lot of booty in it, but considering <laughs> that the, the, the two artists are actually a couple, I was like, their, um, their movements in the video make a lot of sense. Because I'm like, of course you're familiar. You guys are actually in love. But I think the song is very, very sexy, very 
are a it's just it's the perfect song for a slow jams playlist it's very it's just very R&B, very sexy very soul i, li- mm. I like it but mm. yeah i definitely encourage people to listen to it so we can go on to the next one which <laughs> um stefan this is all you boo because this mm. is your girl this is your girl huasa oh okay at, I found it. At, with, with one way and their song q Awesome, 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 awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how we forgot about Hwasa and Q in the beginning. Um, <laughs> there was so much going on. But yeah, uh, I think Q is also another another band. No, I mean, sorry. One Way is another mm-hmm. band that I, I really stand. Mm-hmm. Um, how did I find them? I found them through through actually just searching up Hwasa's collabs. I think I fell in love with her after listening to... Ah, oh, which song was it, Tasha, that I listened to? It was the it's one of the was concerts. It was it what? Was it Don't or was it Twit? Don't. It was Don't. Mm. With Loco, okay. Yeah. Loved that song and I wanted to hear more of her. So I started looking at collabs and trying to find out what she's been doing. And... I think I saw I saw a trailer that was with her, with Hwasa and and one way one way sorry I can't speak right now. There was a trailer that I saw with Hwasa and um, one way, and mm. I was so excited for it. Like the vocals, <laughs> the vocals on it were mental. Like just from the trailer, just from thirty seconds, I was like. Like, where's the song? Where's the song? And I, I didn't realize I had to wait. And I was sad I had to wait. Um, and then I think I was checking for it every single day and finally came out. It was worth the wait. The whole, the full song was amazing. Like, it, it's, it's a, it's sort of what, a alternative rock band yeah, meeting. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, it's an, the description is R&B rock. Never heard of it, but it sounds so good. Yeah, uh, it's it's the mix. The mix is crazy, um, and it's it just works. It works on so many different levels, and especially locally. Yeah, yeah. It, it's um, I don't even know how to ex- explain it. But you had the the guitars. I forgot. I forgot their names at the moment. But the guitar solo on it was sick. Mm. Um and just the harmonies between Hwasa and the lead singer, mm. it was just like they been, I don't know, it's, it's like it's like Hwasa gelled with the group and was supposed to be a part of that group, or how well they worked with together and how well it harmonized. Um, mm. and I think after that, I started listening to a bunch of the band's um songs, but yeah, that that has to be my favorite song. From them, um, one of my favorite songs that I've I've seen Hwasa perform, and it's just it's just brilliant. I recommend people go out there and check out the band, check out the song. Um, it's not it's not a song with tons of visuals, but I think they really worked on just the sound and just just worked on perfecting perfecting the sound. Mm, I agree with you. I think with with certain songs, especially from Korea, you can see when they have solely focused more on the visuals and they have the actual music. And this is one of those videos where that wasn't the case. I mean, the uh, the group themselves are quite cute. 
Hwasa is gorgeous. There's a reason why she's called the It Girl of South Korea. I personally mm-hmm. would like the Adidas tracksuit she was wearing in that video. I want it. <laughs> it, it must be mine. I simply need it. But yeah, the song is great. Um, we're going to move to IU featuring Sugar. And mm. Asela, tell, tell us. Yeah, I mean, you're already excited. So tell us your thoughts <laughs> about that one. <laughs> yeah. So I thought I wouldn't like it the first time I heard it because it was like, excuse me. So no, hold on, hold on before 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 you say anything. I thought I wouldn't. I mean, my like army it. my army bulletproof vest was about to come out. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the more the when I first when I first heard it, like not when the beginning of it, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like like it like it. But then the more I listened to it, like. Towards the end of it, I was ready to like cry. Like I was really ready to cry because <laughs> it's this it reminds me of like the early two thousands to the beginning year of twenty ten pop music sound. That is mm. very like airy but so encouraging that a lot of people would like dismiss it as if like oh this is just another like very poppy sound but really actuality if you read the lyrics. It's like, it's more in depth at that. It's like, it's just talking about someone who, like, I use friend, like, missing, like, about the years of 20, being 28 and reflecting back on those years and the mm. people that you've lost since then. So it's just, it's so deep. And I just love those kinds of music where it's so happy, but when you read it, it's sad. <laughs> mm. It's, it, those, kind, those kinds of music really get to me. And I really like that. But it's also, it, there's a sense of hope. Despite having those sad lyrics. Like, there's some sense of hope in there. Yeah. And mm. that's what I really love about this song. What I really love and appreciate. And also, my boy Shoga, he can't... There's not, not one single song he made as a as a flop. There's no... there. Any other... No. He, he makes bops only. <laughs> I have to admit, like, I, I came across... I use well when I was making my Spotify playlist and mm. it was an artist where I could fully get into her music because slow. A lot of her music is very um sort of mellow and I was like mm, kind of looking for something upbeat. So when that came out and I was like, oh, sugar and Ayu. Okay, that's an interesting, mm-hmm. interesting mix. And when I listened to it, I was like, wow this this worked this mm. actually worked and um like you mentioned it was still sad it was still quite slow but it had uh a very it still had a happy sort of tune to it like um it had it was it was a bit of hope yeah and it wasn't totally slow it wasn't totally sad but i think it the um, the video also the video was are you just kind of living living her life and just having fun in, in the summer sort of thing. Yeah. And it was like, wow, you've listened to lyrics, listened to lyrics and and then watching the video, you can tell it was something she's been through, something that she found hard to get over, but she's kind of accepted and she's now taken ownership mm-hmm. of of events and and she's just now not letting anything bother her, and she's doing her thing while mm-hmm. still holding the sentiment of of the 
of her circumstance. Mm. And that's awesome because, like, I'm sorry if I'm going to interrupt or anything, but, like, I'm not even surprised because I use pretty much known for those kinds of lyrics is even now because, like, when she first started out, it was, like, her debut song was dark. Like, it was about something about children, and it was, the whole music video was dark. There was children running around in the forest. <laughs> it was, like, an opera singing, like, a very dramatic. And I just love how she trans from her debut all the way up until now, you see that transition and that growth. And that's where I, and it, it still mixed well with, it's also on brand with BTS as well, because I feel like their growth in music has shown since debuted and you can really tell their authenticity has come out and what makes it more sad is that someone mentioned that this music video was dedicated to Sully and Jonghyun who were her two friends and I'm like I am sad now I am sad this is yeah. sad I want to go home <laughs> I mean that's the thing about the song I mean if you obviously none of us we don't speak Korean and so when you listen to the song, it sounds very upbeat, it sounds very airy, it sounds very light, it sounds very happy. And then you watch the music video and you can tell that, okay, something has happened, but she, like, it seems happy and that she's overcoming and she's dealing. And then you read the li lyrics and you're like, oh, my heavenly word, this is quite sad. And then you read and you find out there's theories. I'm not sure if she has um, confirmed, but there's several theories about the fact that it is about Sully um, from FX and Jung Young mm. from Shiny because of his, like Jung Young was obsessed with lizards, kind of like the same way that RM is obsessed with crabs and Sully. And, you know, and then you, again, like as Ella said, you get really, really sad. And then you start to think of, your, of the fact that, well, how would I cope if two of my close friends committed suicide within, what, two years of each other? Mm -hmm. And then, then you get to the fact that she's only just turned 28. And I know that IU herself has a very hard story in the music industry. Mm. So... Mm. It's a and but I always have to commend artists who find a way of getting a hard message across, and it's not delivered with so much angst. Like they almost deceive you into thinking that this is a very very happy song. And BTS are very good at that. Like oh, there's yeah. certain BTS songs that you can listen to and you think, oh, this is fun. Like their song "Go Go" or "Go Go." is about basically um the trappings of money yeah <laughs> but it's but you're there you're flossing you're doing the dance and then you read the lyrics and like wait this isn't fun <laughs> <laughs> bts have a very <laughs> good history of doing that so i'm not surprised that um that yungi of all people was able to pull off this kind of production mm. but also that's I, I i feel like She's yeah, even though it was um that's why I also kind of came across that it was about her struggles in the industry and that's kind of what I meant by her taking ownership not taking ownership, but her understanding that she's had troubles, understanding she probably still will have troubles mm. and but she's 
still doing what she has to do to get her music out there and and not let it get her down. And I think that's also why I was so happy because it was more of a forget you, I'm doing what I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. that. And I can relate to that as someone who's sitting on the very latter end of the 20s because I'm 29 and there's there's certain things I've just said like, Whew, okay, this is this is touching me in my spirit a little too <laughs> much. But yeah, it it's a good song. And like Asela said, Min Yoongi does not produce bad songs. I'm fully expecting to hear that he is being nominated for producer of the year because his last two productions, because he won an award of Saran, mm-hmm. he's won for We Don't Talk Together. I'm just expecting he's gonna get he's got what do we call it in football? Oh gosh, what do we call it? A hat trick. He's yeah. gonna get a hat trick in terms of production. I'm just there like Min Yoongi does not make bad songs. That is the end. That's it. We're finished. It's not up for debate. I don't care if you don't like BTS, but one thing you're not gonna do is discredit Yoongi. And and that's on that's on period. Yep. Facts are facts, America. Facts are facts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last one we're gonna talk about is um Mega the Stallion um Savage Remix featuring Beyonce. Hey. Um, I'm gonna start because I personally uh, don't think that there's that much to say. I think that Madam Megan has been owning the last year. 2019 was Megan's year. She's been around for a, she's been around for a minute, but yeah. she's owned it. I think with us being in quarantine, that you know she has owned this lockdown period with everyone doing the Savage Challenge on TikTok, and the fact that. She has managed to get a Beyonce collaboration so early into her career. Mm. It's commendable because it doesn't matter whether you like Beyonce or not. You can't take away who she is in the music industry, what she's done and her 20 year run. It doesn't matter if you don't like her. I mean, Nicki Minaj didn't get a Beyonce collaboration until what what year did... um feeling myself come up it came out in 2015 and nikki had been um signed to a label she had been signed to young money since 2009 2010 so she was six mm-hmm. years into her career before she got a beyonce collaboration so the fact that megan has done it this early it, it's worth clapping and this is a real remix i'm talking about those old school 90s early 2000 remixes where it meant that you changed up every verse on the song it was a completely different song with the same chorus not the kind of remixes that we have now where you know you just slot in a verse into the song and it stays the same yeah so i'm happy i like it i am I, I love it so much that I forgot about the original. <laughs> and you're right. It just, it really gave us that 90s, early 2000s kind of remixes. Cause like, it's like, um, with like, with like Jagged Edge featuring a Run DMC, was it? And it, it was. Or oh, somebody, let's get married. Let's get married. What is wrong? Yes, it's just, it, and I, I knew that that, the original had, it was a lot more slower yes it, it was. was like very sweet but when you get to the remix it was a remix because <laughs> right, i'm playing that at my wedding i'm playing yeah, at my wedding same. for sure say oh my god it, and this and then another one was like um with brandy queen latifah um uh, who else was the, it um mc light mc light 
Like, that is a remix, too. That was a remix. Like, it gives you a fresh breath of air. And this was a fresh breath of air. And it's the remix that we all... That's what we're asking for. A remix. <laughs> that was literally what we we're asking for. I don't and think they- we even knew we were asking for it. I don't think we realized that we needed it until we got it. And I think yeah, I think it's so crazy that um what was it, Doja Cat and Nikki came out with a remix, what, three days later. Yeah. And it's the typical kind of remix we're talking about. It's the exact same thing with Nikki's versus just added in. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that Doja and Nikki got number one over Megan and Beyonce, but I'm happy to see two four black women sitting on the top of the billboard um in the hot one hundred. Oh yeah. In the words of TikTok, ladies and gentlemen, the volume of this bus is astronomical. Clap it's back. way, way up and I am here for it. <laughs> I love it. I think it, re- I, I wish there was a music video, but you know, you COVID. Know, I mean, if they could do a stay at home music video, if 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 somebody from TikTok can create a song called I'm Bored in a House, I'm in the house bored and make a rem and do a remix with Tyga and do a music a full house music video while they're staying home. I would I mean, not I be can, surprised. <laughs> I mean I'm not surprised, but I can wait because I'd want to see Megan and Beyonce together. Especially true. since they're both from, they're both from Houston, Texas. That's true, yeah. And I believe all the proceeds from the song have gone to um COVID relief in Houston. Yeah. Uh, Stefan, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still, I haven't heard the song, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have much to say. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. Just, you know, we'll just be over here standing in the rain of, you know, black girl magic. But honestly, <laughs> I've actually just deep the fact that Destiny's Child and Destiny's Grandchildren have really been doing it over the past two months. Oh, yeah. Who'd have thought? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I love this. We're here for it. Yeah. So we like that. But so we've come to the end of our music review. And that has been fun. And we've had a good time. But now we're going to go on to um, some news that's a bit darker. And so we let's just wanted to. Yeah, let's get sad. Um, we're going <laughs> to talk about um, something that popped off in the news yesterday in terms of some of our uh, Korean faves. And so it came out, Dispatch disclosed that um, Jungkook from BTS, Minju, I hope I pronounced that right. What group is Minju Mm -hmm. from? Mingyu. Mingyu is from from 17. 17, um, NCT's Jaehyung and Astro's, oh child, help me say this, Chang Yangwoo. Yangwoo? I think that's how yeah. you pronounce it. Yeah. yeah, so they went out in Taiwan on April 25th? Yeah, 25th. So, yeah, so they went to the, um, well, the night of the 25th into the early mornings of April the 26th. And they went out like 22-year-olds do, or are they 23 now? It's 1997, so maybe 22, 23. Yeah, and it's it. It was turned into this entire media kerfuffle yesterday, because they've gone out and the whole world is suffering from coronavirus, and 
everyone was getting on to them because you know they weren't social distancing and what I'm saying sounds really light but it was to the point that um each of their agencies so uh Jungkook and well let me put it like this BTS and 17 are under big hit NCT's under SM and who's Astro under Astro's an under Fantigo and okay. Minyu is under Platis. Okay. So it's the point where each of these music companies had to come out and disclose that, you know, yes, the groups went out and they've had to apologize for the um the boys not social distancing. And the media frenzy is crazy considering that one there had a up until last week where a new spike of coronavirus cases came out from a club in Itaewon um because someone had coronavirus and I think is it something like 134 people now have it now spread and so it started a second wave in South Korea when they, but they had prepped up until then they had practically got it down to zero cases in the whole of South Korea yeah so when the guys went out the social distancing restrictions had been lifted and there was never an official lockdown from 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 my research there was never an official lockdown it was um it was implied in like the realm of common sense like how england is saying you know in your common sense you should do this but there was no official rule that said that you couldn't but I want to highlight again when the boys went out um that bars and restaurants were open and I can't imagine that you would open bars and restaurants if you weren't expecting people to go to them but Asada what do you think I mean there's also there's been also tweets and photos of everyone like during that week doing the exact same thing and they're all like wearing masks. They were everyone's doing the same thing. And I saw someone on TikTok, and after that, I I got so heated, I left TikTok. Um, that um, that if the ninety seven nine are gonna get punished for this, then everyone else should. Whoever went mm-hmm. to the bar, whoever went to the restaurant, because they all were doing the same exact thing. Why was the restaurant even open then? Exactly, and it's like it. And also, like you said, that the restrictions were either like slowing down or they uh, lift, they kind of slowed down from the social distancing because they had it on lock. And again, people are forgetting that South Korea and wherever else in the world rea- had a di- work differently. With South Korea, they had it on lock. And that's when they eased down on the social, on restrictions and people were, and bars and restaurants and businesses were able to open, open back up. Unlike some countries I know, mm-hmm. <laughs> not to shade, England, not to shade it, not to, US. yeah, not to shade it. Yeah. <laughs> not to shade a certain country, America. Anyways, <laughs> and it was, um, and there are, and there are restrictions. Plus there's already like, um, there were like, there were crowds, there were already a herd of people, there were pictures, there was even a vlog of people going out after the restrictions were eased down. And when the um, 
new cases came up, everyone or the guy. I think if I remember right, they read. I read that they encouraged people who came between April twenty fourth to um, May fourth or sixth to stay in their homes for a little while, and like, okay, I get that they should have been more careful. I get it. However, should they be crucified because of it? No. Should they get hate for it? Should you be canceling them and selling your merch like Jaehyun's fans did? No. Like, it's the level and and would it be mad? And would it be to the point where you want to write a petition to Blue House to have Jungkook's coach remove him for his cultural merit? No. Like, it's. The opportunity to drag these people down, and I've seen people dragging Gyori from formerly from Group Kara because she went out clubbing. Like, yeah, she should have been careful, but at the same time, around that same week, Ninety Seven Line went out, mind you, and I think Mino from Winner went out to a club around that same week as Ninety Seven Line did. So if you, and we're already getting like. Apology letters from Jaehyun from NCT One Two Seven and Young Youngwoon from Astro. Saying, I mean, I want, hey, I want to get it. That- I want to get into that in just a minute. Into the yeah. into the handwritten letters. Um, Stefan, did you have a chance to read about it? Yeah, I did. Okay, I, I know that you're not as submersed into um into fandom politics as we are. But mm-hmm. what were your thoughts see initially i thought that i guess when you're when you're of sort of a certain i don't know status or when you're like as as big as these people are people Mm. are watching you they're watching your every movement like Mm. if i went out to tesco's now no one would care but if i don't know idris elba went out to tesco everyone will know about it. It's kind of thing of, I think there's people expecting too much of yeah. of of those that they hold in high esteem or people these statuses is that they're still people at the end of the day. They're, they still need to go out. They still need to have human interaction. They still need to live their lives, essentially. And I think this is just kind of what what comes with with fame uh, and stardom really like um like you mentioned it's just any chance to drag the name through the mud um and it's just over scrutinization of what they're doing yeah um i agree and this is why i mean what they don't what dispatch don't realize that they did is that they united four fandoms together in terms of I don't know what it is with South Korean music artists, especially those who come up through the idol system. I don't know who started this this ideology that idols must move perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. So they don't make mistakes. They don't... Um, end up in lawless behavior they don't date they don't fall in love they don't get married they don't have kids they don't socialize 
they don't and people feel the need to scrutinize people feel that they can scrutinize their friends their family their pets if they feel like it this is the the idol is there just to stand on stage and anything other than they do is is something that people don't want to see and i guess with um k-pop becoming more international and you'll have certain groups where their fandom um their international fandom far out ranks in numbers their korean fan their korean fandom you get you have more conversations about the normalization of idols so i have been reading articles and listening to podcasts about people during this um during this lockdown talking about how they have become generally genuinely depressed from being inside from not being able to interact with people and it's taking a toll on everyone's um, mental health. First of all, we're not in normal circumstances. This is this is not a situation that any of us have lived through. I mean, Stefan's in a situation where he's one of the people that can't leave the house for twelve weeks. That 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 is something really hard to go through. So these guys are human, and they live in a country where. <laughs> I mean, Stefan and I live in the UK, Asela, you live in the US. They live in a country that mm-hmm. has been handling coronavirus far better than our countries have, to the point yeah. where they had got their cases down to zero. So, of course, when their restrictions were lifted, whether you're whether you're a celebrity or whether you're an ordinary person, of course you're going to gallivant in the streets. Of course you're going to go out and do the things that... Um, you used to be able to do Boris Johnson didn't even lift the restrictions in our country he just said use your common sense and people have been everywhere just gallivanting Stefan am I right yeah it's it's crazy outside yeah. everyone's at full force tons of groups of people people on buses um yeah it's a lot even even though we're still at a stage where thousands of people are dying it's ridiculous so yeah, and I don't... here in the... yeah, sorry, <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, and even here in the states, you have like, you had people protesting, saying we don't want to stay, we just want a haircut. Like, oh, child, that was the most stupid thing I've ever seen in my life. But that has trickled down to the U- into the UK. So thanks for that. Thanks to America's influence once again. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. <laughs> And now, like the and now, like the Cheeto Man is encouraging everyone to drink bleach, oh my and God. just like saying everything's fine, business just to go back up. Like, no, we're not. No, we're not fine. We're I not. I can't believe that he told people to inject themselves with bleach, and then you had medical professionals all over the U.S. just like, please don't, please don't actually <laughs> do that. You will die. And isn't he? Didn't he announce either today or yesterday? That he's on some uh, on, on some drug that hasn't been um is it fdr or fda regulated and now his own physicians are like for the love of god this is not good yeah 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 so uh, uh what's it called hydroxy hydroxychloroquine chloroquine yep yeah i mean that sounds like toilet cleaner to be honest <laughs> it kind of does 
So this is like yeah. the tie tie pod thing all over again. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, I-, I totally understand what Stefan was saying in terms of you're going to pay more attention to a celebrity than you are to um, ordinary people. But I also feel like it's important to mention that Dispatch was sitting on this information for three weeks. And it's only now that there's a second wave in South Korea, which they were initially trying to blame on the LGBT community. I, I won't say blame, but they're trying to paint it. They're trying to paint. Yeah, it the, the language, the language of journalism is that uh, the press were making it out because uh, the outbreak happened in a gay club that this is now the fault of homosexuals. So the again. You had this outbreak happen in Itaewon at the beginning of May. Then you find out that these four idols were out in Itaewon the week before. It's just... It's just ridiculous. And then on top of the fact that the scandal about... What's that name? The Nth Room? The the Ninth Room. The Ninth ninth Room room came out. Yes, so... I'm I'm sorry, I'm just convinced this is again an excuse to throw idols under the bus to throw idols under the bus in order to um cover up a really bad thing that's happened in South Korea. But Asela, could you explain to especially to Stefan and to the rest of our audience what the ninth room situation is? Yeah, so I'll do the best I can to articulate it. Um so the ninth nth room Anthrum, if I'm pronouncing it right, the Anthrum is basically uh, this guy kind of curating this group chat. I forgot what the site was called, but it was curating to the point where it's like their threat. He was threatening underage girls for to do sexually extremely exp- sexually explicit actions, and practically blackmailing them if i'm understanding right they were blackmailing them saying like if i really if you don't do this i'm gonna release this video and leak it and and i'm gonna like stress this there were underage girls involved in this and it was it was handled this the ninth room was handled by a a former college student and and he was like younger than me I think I was like mm. he was younger than me. Just and you're twenty five. Yeah, no, twenty six. I turned twenty six this year. Oh yeah, I said happy birthday. My bad, huh? <laughs> it's all good. So, it's it's kind of like what happened with the Burning Sun scandal, but instead of involving a club and drug dealing, it was solely online. Yes, but I should also mention that in this video, um, they had gr- these underage girls. First of all, if these were grown women doing the act that I'm about to describe, it would still be despicable and disgusting. But these are children that were forced to engage in sexual acts while cutting themselves, being forced to eat. Yeah, being forced to eat feces. And I think two of the girls were also raped on video as well. And this is a chat room. So uh, quite a few men had were tuning in for these videos and it said oh that gosh. there are some that it says that there are some big named people in South Korea who were tuning in for these videos. And like Asela mentioned with um burning with Burning Sun, 
it seems like what they will do is that they will find an idol who's either slightly involved in this on a lower level or who has done something else um, that is deemed wrong by society, quote-unquote, to cover up a much bigger issue in South Korea. So... And I'm not going to say that this just happens in South Korea. This absolutely happens um, in the UK and in the US as well. I, I know that there's been time, been times where, you know, there'll be a story about Meghan and Harry and everyone's so focused on that that we don't notice like a particular bill has been passed through Parliament that could affect all of us. So this isn't new. I just find it despicable. It's disturbing. Yeah very disturbing absolutely it's, it's extremely and the, when they finally caught the guy he tried to swallow a pen so he doesn't have to bow in public because usually in korea bowing shows that you've shown remorse or you apologize for those actions he tried to swallow a pen to avoid that saying like oh I, and, and he tried to say like oh i have coronavirus and it's just like Bro, <laughs> you're not owning up to your actions. <laughs> well, you you don't own up to your actions if you're not sorry. Exactly. So, I'm For not sure. expecting this man. I I I know the significance of deep bowing, um, in South Korea, but I'm not expecting you to deep bow if you're not sorry. Yeah. And this man's actions are not sorry at all, and personally, I'm not a i'm not a fan of torture i very much believe in the human rights act and maintaining article three which says that you know no one should be no one should be subject to torture but if this man is tortured in prison and i find out i'll keep scrolling through twitter (laughs) no like no he no he he secretly swallowed it himself so he so he doesn't have to talk yeah, no. I don't, I don't, I don't, that's what I'm saying. If you, so oh, okay. if, you, if, if something happens to you, I will keep scrolling because rape and um, s- sexual exploitation are just so disgusting. Yeah. And you cannot say that it's not intentional, it was by accident. You very much knew what you were doing and you were doing this to children. And like, how do you get sexual, what sexual gratification do you get from watching people eat feces? Like, are you well? Like, do we ha- do we need to have an exorcism for you? Yeah. Like, do we need to pray over you? Do we need to cast demons out? Something's not right there. Um, but going back to our our four beloved children of NCT Astro and BTS, yeah, uh, I don't feel I don't feel that they should have. You shouldn't have to apologize for living your life. That's what I'm saying. Normalize normalize the life of these idols. You don't have to apologize. Like, you didn't do anything wrong. Facts are facts, America. I mean, here's the thing. The restaurants are open. And they all got tested. They are negative. So I don't see why they have to apologize. John Cook hasn't written a handwritten note, has he? Not yet, but I feel like... No, Big Hit better not make him write one. They better not, because in the the apology, they say, like, like, yeah, he apologized. like, he's sorry, he's reflecting. Also, you shouldn't go into someone's privacy life. It's kind of like, yeah. frame it like, isn't it strange how y'all are prioritizing going into a privacy, a personal business? And then they're like, but anyways. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm like, Dispatch have got no room to strong arm, especially big hits, into 
into writing out an apology when didn't Dispatch break into Big Hit's building? Yep. <laughs> last year. So I'm just no, like, I'm, it was last year, wasn't it? It was last year, but I think it was like a different news outlet. It might have been a different news outlet. Um, oh, you're right. Maybe, oh, who was it? Begins with a J? It was a J, JTBC. Oh, JPTBC. Okay, fine. We're not going to slander Big Hit. I mean, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but but no, the things like, are, no. Dispatch have their own sins. Yeah, but Dispatch is still trash at the end of the day. It's still trash. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. I'm saying, I'm saying they have their own sins. But um, was it my guy from NCT and from Astro wrote their apologies yesterday? I'm hoping yeah. John Cooks doesn't come. And now that 17 are under big hit, I hope that their apology doesn't come because at the end of the day, you have nothing to apologize for. I mean, you didn't even get caught doing anything. It's just people trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. And whoever said that Jungkook is, um, should have to give back his cultural merit award. I tweeted out today, um, I'm going to read it out because it kind of got on like 500 likes from people, but it says Jungkook alone has contributed to the fabric softener industry, the wine industry and the handbook industry, which are like traditional Korean clothes. And I put under an article which says that um, seven times Jungkook has caused um, a product to sell out because the initial tweet I was responding to said um, K-Army said that if John, if they have to take back John Cook's Medal of Cultural Merit, then they should also give back to him his contributions to the South Korean economy, which That's... is in the millions to billions at this point. Yep. Facts so um, are facts. Yeah, we we don't like such ridiculous nonsense. I mean, like, and I think I heard Western media slowly picking this news up, and now... Oh, gosh. And now ARMY, it's slowly, now ARMY's saying, do not engage, do not give them the clout. Don't click. Don't do it, don't, Stefan, don't, don't click. click. Don't click it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think we've, we've beat the horse out of that story. We'll just, like, quickly wrap up. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm, I'm hoping you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. I did, yeah. We all. Yes, I, I don't definitely. Know yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think um, I actually don't think I'll have too much editing to do, so I'm quite happy. But let everyone know where they can find you. Uh, we'll do. start with Acela. All right, cool. So you can find me on Twitter at Acela VK. That spells A S E L A, Lee L E E K. It's all one word. If you like writing, if you like poetry, and yeah, I'm right there. And also, we got some. I'm part of like to literary magazines that are open for submissions right now so head on over there and i'm on instagram it's at the sakura inc that is the sakura a s a k u r a inc i n k and that's all in one word so there's also some writing stuff too so go over there i'm still trying to write that writing challenge so you gotta look out for that i'm trying (laughs) Stefan, um, well, you gave you gave your handles in the beginning, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, but do you just want to tell them one more time where they can find um, your podcast? Okay, you can find my podcast at Self Over Sickle. Uh, we have an Instagram page, and we're also on Spotify. That's Self 
over sickle SOS. And you can find a soulful storm um, on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all lowercase, all one word, a soulful storm, including on WordPress. Um, Yeah. Also, please check out the article, uh, Magnificent Seven, where we talked about the songs that are on the podcast. And myself, it's Sampa Tasha on Twitter and Tasha Sampa on Instagram. And we hope you guys have a really good week. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Try not to go outside unless you have to. And, you know, don't inject bleach. Yep. Right. So, Sounds bye, advice. guys. Bye. 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 bye.